2: This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brancy. The quickest 100 Amos in Sports Talk Radio continues. Man, what a show tonight. Man, it's flown by. We have had an NFL game and a wild one. As a Buffalo Bill fan, I almost feel like I just watched the Bills play. Like watching the pain of Cam Stewart, although – Cam sort of takes it like um, like he said. Hey, they covered the point spread. That's how I felt against the Philadelphia Eagles. I was happy because I had all these in-game bets and props and all this, and we won. So you sort of take it and you move on, but you can just sort of see it coming, right? As well as Seattle were playing, you can just sort of see, all right, fourth and two, they don't get it. They give the ball to Dallas, right on cue, Dallas score. Right, You get the ball back, and – in typical, like, you know, certain teams, some teams just suck, right? You know what I mean? Like, if you're a fan of a team and they're just terrible and they get blown out every every game, yeah, it sucks, your team sucks, but you're, you're never, you're, your heart's not getting broken. You're just like, you know what, yeah, we suck, we're trying to accumulate picks, and in five years we'll be good, it is what it is. It's tougher when your team is good but always loses somehow, like the Bills, Right, like they're good, so you think, wow, well, maybe they can win the Super Bowl. And then, like they're in the game, oh my God, they're beating the best team in the league. Oh no, they lost. Right, and that was one of those deals with Seattle tonight. Seattle couldn't have played any better. And, In fact, Pete Carroll was, um, and uh, Pete Pete Carroll was thirty six and zero with the Seattle Seahawks when the Seahawks have scored thirty five or more points, and they lose the football game tonight. But they did cover the number. We'll get you the updated uh playoff standings um right now after this loss and how it uh, impacts. We'll take a look at how this impacts the uh the games coming up uh into this weekend. Shout out to everybody joining us on Sirius XM channel one five nine of the sports grid radio networks. I am Gable Borenzi. This is Sports Rage. Wild Thursday nighter tonight. Forget about the primetime unders. This game was a freaking track meet, entertaining game. Uh, it was a proper palooza. It was a touchdown fast for betters. I think it was a game that the sportsbooks probably didn't love, but the fact is the Dallas Cowboys didn't cover the number. Even though they didn't cover the number, there's a couple of aspects here. So 41-35 final score. Thirty. Pete Carroll was 36-0 and in his career uh, with the Seattle Seahawks when scoring 35 or more points. The Dallas Cowboys came into tonight one of five teams in the National Football League that hadn't had a win against a team with a winning record. Seattle came into tonight's football game with a 6-5 and five record. So Dallas now has a win against a team with a winning record. And what's really crazy, so the Dallas Cowboys, they had won their first five home games by 20 or more points, which was an NFL record. They just tied an NFL record tonight tonight by scoring 40 or more points in four straight home games, which has only happened three times before in National Football League history. The Detroit Lions in, like, the 60s, the fastest show on turf, the Rams, in uh, 2000, and surprisingly enough, I believe it was the Bengals in 2013, which almost feels impossible. Was that my boy Andy Dalton? Andy D, some Sonny D? But uh, so the Dallas Cowboys, they, listen, man, the Cowboys are breaking records and they're doing this and that. None of it will matter, though. None of it will matter, right? The Dallas Cowboys are going to be judged on what they do uh, in January. Big card Julio, JN Reports, is going to step up and in, uh, tonight. We've had a full house uh, tonight. A lot of stuff to unpack. It was a wild day in sports. I broke the Internet earlier in the day, and I'm checking in on this right now. It really is crazy dude, it wasn't even much of a tweet that I posted. You never know, right? Like, you know, what people are going to flip out about, but so what do I, I got? 121 retweets, 1,000 uh, 100 likes, and the tweet has been viewed 281,000 times. <laughs> and there's a couple of others that are along with the thread that are, like, way big and stuff, so Dude, it's no secret that the Toronto Blue Jays have been active and aggressive about Shohei Ohtani. They have made him an offer, point blank. The Jays have made him an offer. The this is coming up now, like it's going to happen in the next week or two. This this signing, and it's basically it was reported that the the Dodgers, the Rangers, and the Blue Jays were the three teams that had made the most significant offers and were the most aggressive. It doesn't mean that other teams didn't make an offer or haven't not made an offer. There was a report today that the Cubs have made an offer. But more and more, the Toronto Blue Jays' odds have been coming down for Otani to go to the Toronto Blue Jays. I still think he's going to go to the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Blue Jays are up to something. So for whatever reason, me tweeting about the Blue Jays turned into he's signing with the Blue Jays, and somebody in Toronto with the Athletic uh, or Stadium Sports uh, basically said that the Blue Jays closed off their pro shop today to the viewing public, and it's because oh are they are they lining up and their you know, Otani jerseys are coming etc. It's getting crazy right now. Uh, out there with the Otani sweepstakes. I still think he ends up as a Los Angeles Dodger, but the Toronto Blue Jays are definitely up to something big right now. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moretz here. We haven't fun yet. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people, bust up, and everybody else in between. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates who are stepping up and in right now, including the My Dear 1090 ESPN radio, the 50,000-watt juggernaut SoCal in the house. It's been a wild day on the court, on the ice, on the field, off the field, uh, in the boardroom, and everybody else uh, in between uh, let's start off with Thursday night uh, football. The Dallas Cowboys finally have a win against a team with a winning record. Even though it was just the Seattle Seahawks, Seattle were six and five coming into the game. Dallas were just one of five teams in the NFL coming into tonight that hadn't had a, a win against a team with a winning record. Which sounds kind of crazy, uh, but it's actually true. Dallas wins the football game, but good teams win. Great teams cover. The Seattle Seahawks cover the point spread uh, tonight. Live dogs. Uh, I should say live Hawks uh, tonight. They were getting 9.5 at uh, kickoff. They end up losing the football game uh, by six points. A wild Thursday night or tonight, 41-35. This shakes up the standings uh, right now. Any NFC will line it up and what it means for the games and the implications that this had uh, tonight. Uh, on the rest of the NFC. Countdown to kickoff is on. we got the Ducks and the Huskies. We've got the Aggies and the Flames. New Mexico State and Liberty is a really cool game, but let's be real. The, the, the Pac-12 Conference Championship game. Bill Walton, the Conference of Champions. Poor Bill Walton, as the Pac-12 will be no more after tomorrow night from a football uh, perspective. And it really is tragic that we're going out like this and uh, we've got two teams that are going to be leaving uh, the conference to go into the Big Ten going head-to-head. The Washington Huskies, the most disrespected 12-0 football team with a potential Heisman winning quarterback uh, that I've ever uh, seen as the Huskies are getting double digits. I would understand. Listen, to me, I get it. The Ducks have been playing better football. I would make the point spread three. I could live with that. Oregon Ducks minus three, neutral field. In Las Vegas, Nevada. This game isn't in Eugene. It's in Las Vegas, man. All right? You're on a neutral field, and you're giving the Huskies double digits?
1: I'm a Sign me up. This is SportsRage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Mrazek. There's a lot of stuff uh, to get to uh, tonight. Like I said, it's weird. one of those days today. It was just sort of one bombshell after another. I started a firestorm on Twitter just by uh, stating what kind of people already knew that the Toronto Blue Jays were in the mix uh, for Shohei Ohtani, and I said I believe that it's down to the Dodgers and the Toronto Blue Jays uh, right now. I, you know, and I don't really for 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 me, I don't really get the Toronto stuff, but. My tweet was about more so, we got into it with Kurtz last night, about the Toronto Blue Jays. Like, people seem to think that, like, Canadian dollars are pesos or something like that. And people wondering, like, how would the Toronto Blue Jays be able to afford this? The Toronto Blue Jays are the richest team in baseball. Are they the richest team in sports? Balmer owned Microsoft. He doesn't anymore, but Balmer's super rich. So, Balmer's right there. Now, obviously, there's a board of directors uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays, but the Blue Jays are owned by the Rogers Corporation, which is one of the biggest uh, communication cell phone, cable, internet providers, whatever, all kinds of business stuff uh, in the world. All right, their shares sell for $58 a share. They had $15.3 billion in revenue last year. Um, their assets are in, like, the hundreds of billions, and they're whatever. Like, they're worth 55000000000 billion-plus. So the Blue Jays have money, right? They they have money. They have Bichette. They have they have uh, Guerrero. They've got Gossman. They've got like they've got it all. They're looking for like the final piece to put them over the top. My deal with Otani is: does he believe that the Toronto Blue Jays are that good? The Blue Jays are a lot like the Buffalo Bills. They've been knocking on the door, but they have the same players, and kind of history repeats itself. They're good. They underachieve. They make the playoffs. Then end up losing heartbreaking fashion. Right, and it sort of rinse and repeat. I mean, we could, you know, the Jays probably shouldn't have lost. They 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 made some weird managerial analytical decisions, but the Blue Jays are definitely in play here. I think Otani will end up being a Dodger. I think Cody Bellinger will end up being a Toronto Blue Jay, and Soto, I believe, will end up with the Seattle Mariners. I think people in Seattle are upset that they're not being more aggressive with Otani, but we don't really know, right? Otani's people, like, warned everybody, if you leak anything, we're going to end negotiations with your team. So any team that's in talks here right now, and I'll tell you something about the Toronto Blue Jays, all right? We talk about the money that the Blue Jays have. The Blue Jays just spent, like, $300 million renovating their stadium. All right, And uh, you know, and it's a two-year operation. They expanded last year. They're doing it again this year in the offseason. They spent like $150 million on their AAA facility in Buffalo. They redid their facility in Florida. The board of directors right now, like before there was a bigger board of directors and they were more anti-baseball and just more like, how do we make money off of this? And we're not going to make money by signing David Price. Why would we do this? Now... The 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 old man, the the Ted Rogers, who was the founder, he passed away a couple of years ago, but it's always, you know, the rich kids that take over. But the son that's taking over right now, Edward, he's a big baseball guy, and he wants to win, he wants to make a splash, and he's flexing his muscles with the board, telling them, listen, this is what I want. So the Jays are gonna be super aggressive. Now the fact is as well that it's so crazy right now that me tweeting about this was viewed 261,000 times, and as I stated, there's people in Toronto, there's, oh, Otani's in Toronto now. No, he's not, right? No, he isn't. But it's taken on that life. As I stated, the Blue Jays are renovating their stadium, and they closed their pro shop today, or they portioned off, like, they they blocked, like, part of it to the viewing public, and people are reporting, oh, is it because Otani jerseys are coming, and, you know... That's what's going on in Toronto now. If you're the Toronto Blue Jay organization, the last thing you want to do is build up people's hopes that you're getting Otani when it's not true at all. Now, even if it isn't ending up being true, they're trying to do it. So the fact, like, they would have put it this way, the way the media works, they would have leaked it. They would have leaked something to the media, to one of their guys, that was basically listen. The Jays aren't going to get Otani, but they're in the mix for something else. I think they are in the mix for Otani. I think they are trying to get Otani, but I think that the Dodgers. I think if Otani doesn't have to move houses if he lives, if he, yeah, you know, if he plays with the Dodgers, he can live where he lives now. Yeah, if not, you move to Toronto. You move to the East Coast. People think oh Canada and stuff, but a lot of people are stupid and couldn't pick Toronto on a map if you offered them two million dollars. I mean, you know, let's just be real about that. And Toronto is right beside New York City, right? So it's the East Coast. It's the same thing. It's like living in New York. It's right there. It's the same type of thing. We've heard that Otani likes Toronto, but the fact that Toronto has not leaked out that they are not in, in on this, right, to tell people, no, I don't know why you guys are all, why are all you guys in the media, why are all of our fans on Twitter, they see this, they see this. They know, right? They're like, man, our, our fans are getting seriously hyped about this Otani stuff. We should put this fire out and leak it that we're not in the mix for him. They haven't done that. I don't think they're going to win the Otani sweepstakes. I think that Cody Bellinger ends up on the Toronto Blue Jays. I've, I've sort of had that feeling that Bellinger ends up on the Jays. And I think the Jays are in the mix. Look for the Jays. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if the Jays got Yamamoto, but not Otani. And Soto, Soto's another story. San Diego, obviously, and people tuning in in San Diego, obviously, unfortunately, know their great owner passed away, and he really was a great owner. He tried, man. You know what I mean? God bless him. He tried on the way out. But they don't have the money. They couldn't sustain that operation that they were rolling. He went all in. He knew he was sick, right? He wanted to win. Soto's gone, and everybody knows they don't want to trade him to a National League team. They'd prefer if he ends up in the American League. Are, would the Jays be in the mix for this? Probably, but I, you know, I threw this out there. This is just my prediction. Cody Ballinger, Toronto Blue Jays. Soto ends up on the Seattle Mariners. Soto ends up on the Seattle Mariners. You'll have Rodriguez and Soto is a one two punch. And they got other players, but that's a pretty good like Soto will be not half the price of Otani, but it'll be cheaper. Right? Otani's gonna set the market on this thing, right? So they're gonna say, look, Otani got this, and yeah, he's Otani, but look at my numbers and look at his numbers, so you should give me this. So they're kind of every Otani's gonna set the, the market on this thing. I do think the Blue Jays will be aggressive. I don't think Otani signs there, but I'll tell you what the sports books believe that it's down to the Dodgers and the Blue Jays right now. And as I stated, the fact that the the um, the same thing with the Dodgers. You'll notice we all know, man. Kawhi Leonard did the same thing, right? Like when Kawhi Leonard was a free agent after the Raptors, they warned people if you leak anything. We're not going to talk to you. And then Uncle Dennis, his agent manager, played games and leaked fake stuff to see if it would go. You know, the Japanese are very honorable people, right? Like Otani and his his management team, they do not want leaks for anything. So you'll notice you haven't heard anything from the Dodgers. There's nothing. No talk, negative, yes, no, yeah, he's coming, he's not coming. Notice the same thing with the Blue Jays. Nothing. Right? There's not nothing. They know. Keep your mouth shut. This might happen. Keep your mouth shut. This might happen. And what it also does, if you're the Toronto Blue Jays, it it sends a message to other players and other agents in the league that we're open for business. That, you know what, we were we were going to give Otani $600 million. But um, but the Dodgers won out because he preferred L.A., but we have money and people want to play here. Right. Like if you know it's fascinating. If you look at the Blue Jays, who wouldn't want to play with Bo Bichette? Who wouldn't want to play with Vladimir Guerrero? Right? Who wouldn't want to play? Um, Toronto's a great city. They have great fans. The fans are very supportive. There's hot girls in Toronto. The players like it. You know what I mean? They get they make extra money when they go out because they make an extra twenty-five cents on the dollar type of deal. There's a lot to like about it for a major league baseball player, but I still believe Otani ends up as a Los Angeles Dodger. He better, or Dodger Nation's going to freaking flip.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid.
0: SportsGrid.com.
2: This is Sports Ridge. I am Gable Ramsey. We're throwing it down here, man. It's been a fast show tonight. Fun stuff. We've talked a little bit about something, of everything. As I say, there's a lot of stuff that went on, sort of off the field today. And nobody is more powerful than LeBron James in the in the you know in the modern media, especially in the NBA, right? He's the most powerful person and in media too, right? Michelle Beadle talked about how. He basically got her removed, et cetera, and all this. So it'll be interesting to see how the media handles the uh, LeBron James's manager betting with illegal bookies, which, okay, we all know is betters. I don't think for a second, and I'm not insinuating for a second, that LeBron James is missing a free throw or something or or a shot because his buddy is betting on NBA games, right? But at the same point in time, it does, it's – inappropriate. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. Like, bet on the NHL, bet on the NFL, bet on anything else, but it's sort of like, all right, and then if you are betting, then why don't you just bet legally? There's so many legal means to bet, and, like, what are you trying to hide? What, like, then I would just sort of say, all right, I want to see what games you bet on then, actually, now. Right? That that would be my deal. Just for the record, uh, Maverick Carter, the manager for LA Lakers, uh, LeBron James, had a business partner told federal agents in 2021 that he did indeed bet on NBA games through an illegal bookie. In admission in November uh, in the court filing, told federal agents that he could not remember placing. I like how he said he could not remember placing any bets on the Lakers. I'm not. Uh, let's bring in Julio Rosario on this. Julio, I'm not an attorney, but I've watched Matlock enough to know. The sound was down, but I got the gist of it. Um, right. When you say, I can't remember, that's not saying no. Like, you know what I mean? That's not incriminating. Right. That's sort of not incriminating yourself, but not admitting to it. You know what I mean? We all see the politicians, right, when they testify. I don't recall that day. <laughs> right. I don't, my, my, my memories Maybe are a little memory, fuzzy. Yeah, my memories are a little fuzzy of that six-month, uh, that six-month run, sir. I was going through a divorce, and I don't really recall that conversation, right? Like, if yeah, that happened, I'm not going to name names, but it's going on in somebody's, right? Like, basically, Ivanka pulled that. I don't remember. And they pulled out. Well, they said, look, here's the email and text. Do you remember now? Right? <laughs> like, it was one of those type of deals. Right. So I find it fascinating that he goes, no, 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 no. I would never do that. No, I don't remember. I don't recall doing that. No. Um. So I just got a kick out of that. He could not, re- quote, could not remember placing any bets on the Lakers and deny placing bets for others, according to a report summarizing the interview. In 2001, and before 38 states and the District of Columbia legalized sports betting, Maverick Carter was interviewed in a single time by federal law enforcement agencies in her investigation into Wayne Nix. This Wayne Nix guy had his hands in everybody. Mr. Carter was not the target of the investigation, co- cooperated, was never charged, and was never contacted to get on the matter. Uh, Carter reports, are, Carter said he placed about 20 bets on football and basketball games over the course of the year, each bet ranging from $5,000 to $10,000. The NBA prevent prohibits team players, officials, league officials from betting on uh, basketball games. And the NBA Player Association also includes agents in its rule. But how about this, Julio? Business managers are not. <laughs> so why nice never Steve be Cole. called an agent?
3: Just be called a business manager and then bet away. Oh so how you doing tonight, Julio? <laughs> I'm doing well. This is like uh, insider trading in the stock market, right? If you're a business manager, close ties to not only LeBron James, but a guy like Zach Levine here in uh, back in Chicago, uh, Jamal Murray, lots of big-name NBA players. So if you know certain things about a team or players' habits on the road, etc., etc. it's et cetera, the ultimate
2: inside information, bro. Nobody's more like, you. come on, man. He knows everybody in the NBA.
3: <laughs> absolutely so when we talk about the integrity of the game right we're not talking sportsmanship that's high school stuff the integrity of the game and legalized gambling this this potentially could be was, a big problem if it was Grady Dick or something on the Raptors
2: Grady Dick's agent bad on bad no be like alright whatever he doesn't know yeah, really. you know what I mean yep. but yep. Maverick Carter I mean let's just be real guys it's on the cover name. of magazines and stuff
3: like that He's dating Adele it's a, it's, a, it's a big name around the NBA circles. So, that's, you're asking whether or not NBA media, the likes of ESPN, will, will cover the story uh, extensively. If you, were, if you had a prop, I'm willing to bet no, they're not going to simply because contract negotiations are up. I, I, I don't think these big networks want to touch the story.
2: Well, uh, you know what? It's been a weird week. And Von Miller today, uh, there's an arrest warrant. I think he turned himself in an hour ago or two. It's we got an update on that. He allegedly punched his pregnant girlfriend. Which is just like, really? Are you effing kidding me, man? Like, that's disgusting. <laughs> and, and and Corey Perry actually, so a warrant has been issued for the arrest of his. Uh... So has he turned himself in? I think he turned himself in. Let me just confirm. He did. This. Yeah, he did. He yeah, did. he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. Yeah, he turned himself in. Uh after he's accused. Should've stayed in Buffalo, bro. What are you going back to Dallas for? Like Mistakes made. Mistakes made, yeah. huh? Um man, Bill's paid this guy a lot of money to do nothing besides get hurt and punch his pregnant girlfriend. Like this, you know, like really? That was a big bust. <laughs> and uh Cory Perry, Julio's a Chicago guy. Corey Perry released a statement tonight, guys. Uh we didn't get to this uh yet. So, uh, yeah, Corey Perry wants to clear the air. I would like to sincerely apologize to the Chicago Blackhawk organization, including ownership, management, coaches, trainers, employees, and my teammates. I'd also like to apologize to my fans and my family. I feel embarrassed that I have let you all down. Um, Perry admits misconduct and is seeking professional help for alcohol abuse. I've started working with experts in the mental health and substance abuse fields to discuss my struggles with alcohol, and I'll take whatever steps necessary to ensure this never happens again. I hope to regain the trust and respect of everyone who has believed in me throughout my career. Uh, but this is where um, he goes on to say, I am sickened by this impact that this has had on others, i.e. Connor Bedard. The rumor was that he slept with Conor Bedard's mother. Uh, I am sickened by the impact that this has had on others, and I want to make it clear that in no way did this situation involve any of my teammates or their families, most importantly. I want to directly apologize to, to those who have been negatively affected. I am sorry for the additional impact to others that this has created. My behavior was inappropriate and wrong. They're not saying what he fully did, but more and more is coming out. There was a team function... And it was during the Mother's Day stuff or whatnot. I guess he got lit up, allegedly, and uh, lit up. He was drinking heavily. And there were there's also reports, and this is all alleged, guys. I'm not trying to smear anybody, but I'm just saying. There were reports that his drinking was out of control, that he was showing up drunk in the morning at practices, that it wasn't just like the night before, that he was drinking in the morning at breakfast, et cetera. A lot of hockey players drink at nighttime. He was drinking in the morning. He was drinking in the day, type of thing. Um, uh, there's a report that there was inappropriate conduct towards a female employee of the team. Julio, he, I said at the time, you never. Connor Bedard's mother, like she's happily married. She's hot. I brought this up too, bro. Corey Perry's not exactly Brad Pitt, bro. He's not like a big looker, Julio.
3: <laughs> no, he, the guy's he's been a, in the he's NHL for warrior. 15 years,
2: bro. He's like, yeah, exactly. and he's got the scars to he's show scars. Him, man. Exactly. He's an alcoholic that's exactly. been in the NHL
3: for 15 years. How do you think he looks? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> it's quite, it's quite fitting too. The Blackhawks organization started from the Warts family. They're bootleggers. That's the family. they're they're still in the alcohol industry. So. I had a feeling as the story came out, I thought he, he had to have gone on a major bender on the road, and it sure enough, these stories are coming out. So you you feel for Corey Perry in terms of his, uh, his problem. But you know what I you, think you this also- is?
2: Sorry, yeah. Julio, I was just going to say, the best way to describe this, and for the record, too, I wanted to jump in. I didn't when you said I didn't want to interrupt you, but it's a Rich Paul that Adele is with. Ah, good call. Yeah, yeah. there's Maverick Carter and there's Rich Paul. Right, there's so there's the Rich I, Paul I actually is the you, agent. Yeah. Rich Paul is yeah. the agent. I don't think Rich Rich Paul's too busy with a Dell right now, counting his money. He's not betting on NBA games. <laughs> I read hey, Maverick Carter's a hustler. I respect him. He's still betting, but it's inappropriate. <laughs> Very much, <sir. laughs>
3: it's, Very it's,
2: much. It's, it's 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 inappropriate, but. It's too bad because Bedard's mother's name and all this, and even though even though it's not true, it's always going to be out there, Julio. Right? It's one of those things you just throw it out there; it's always going to stick forever. But um, you know, good on Corey Perry clearing the air. Hope he gets the help that he needs. But I, sorry, I was just going to say that. Um, remember, so like Ed Ordron, man, he was a great coach with LSU, won a national championship, right? What happened there? He was at an Exxon gas station. There was a good looking woman there and he said, Hey, what are you doing later tonight? And she said, I'm married and I'm pregnant. And reportedly he said, I don't mind. And then (laughs) and then it went on reportedly, allegedly, reportedly, allegedly there was a crack. And remember it turned out it was the dean's wife, bro. Like she went back yeah, and she you, you. said, Your football coach just like basically invited me to go swimming with him or something. Like
3: he <laughs> was, of course.
2: but it turned out like basically it was a thing. Like he was, you know what I mean? So uh the coach in Boston, remember uh Dora, the, the dude in uh, Odoka, Odoka betting in Boston. We all know yes, he yes. slept with the wrong people. Word is the 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 allegation is Corey Perry basically did said something really inappropriate, did something really inappropriate to the wrong person. All right, somebody that didn't ask for it didn't like you know what I mean, and it turned out I don't know if it was the owner's like whatever, employee I don't I don't want to speculate employee, daughter somebody something, he said something enough that he got cut. (laughs) Uh Who else picks next? all right let's do this thing we're rolling along what a fast show tonight all right julio uh we're done with the tmz aspect but like i said it was such a wild day today man <laughs> and i don't know if you saw my twitter blew up today about the otani stuff uh, yeah we, you're I breaking was talking news, about otani no i said you're i breaking think. News, I didn't say report i said i think and the best is, i saw it's caught on people are like espn radios gabriel morenci's reporting like it's being picked up now I'm not going to name names, but one major media outlet sent me a direct message asking me about what I know about this. And I wow. told him, I said, I didn't say I reported anything. I said, this is what I think. And I said, this is what I heard. This is what I heard. All right. I'm not trying to be a Jeff P- uh, P- uh, passing here, but mm-hmm. it's really funny. I'm getting ripped now because there's all these people. Who the hell is this guy? And who the hell does he think he is breaking baseball? I didn't say I break things, but. People are so stupid now. They just carry, you know what I mean. They see something and they run with it and stuff. But exactly. I'll take the hits, Julio. Hopefully, I picked up some followers today.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're getting the impressions. You're back with a check mark, so hopefully, it makes you some money down the road. I uh, yeah, any good advertising this. for sports ranges, this. Let me. Uh, let's see
2: the analytics of this tweet. All right, uh, view post analytics. Two hundred and eighty-eight thousand impressions. Not bad. It's pretty significant for one tweet. Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. All right, picked up 16 new followers only, 8,564 engagements. Still, 288,000 uh, impressions is pretty good. And, uh, hey, welcome to the 16 new followers. Hopefully you're uh, you're enjoying the show uh, this evening. So, Julia, we have 16 new
3: people tuning in here tonight. Don't be wrong. Don't let us down. I, I know. I'm under pressure here. Hey, look. What do you like? New Mexico, New Mexico State game. We've loved Jerry Kill on this program for many years. He's an unbelievable coach. It was 10 last week. It's been, it's been 10 for two weeks in this Conference USA Championship game. It's now up to 11, 11 and a half, some spots. They've covered nine in a row. Auburn's biggest mistake was scheduling New Mexico State two weeks ago. They won outright. I'm going with Sheriff Aggie, give me the Aggies plus 11. And give me, a, give me a little sprinkle on the money line, too. I love Diego Pavia. I love this defense. It's a really good team. There's no superstars on New Mexico State, but Jerry Kill's a great coach. He has these guys playing together, believing they can do well. Liberty's a great program. Don't get me wrong. They've dominated over, over the last few years, but I just love the way these Aggies have played. It, it, especially if you get a win in SEC country a couple of weeks ago, you're going to ride that high until the end of the year.
2: You know what's scary? Everybody likes New Mexico State in this game. I haven't heard anybody say that There's such a there's such a hot product and hot ticket uh, here. Yet to get it's gone up. It's eleven and a half. I have a hard time not buying in though. You called it. Uli. I Do not want to repeat it? And you know I've been talking about it too. They played earlier in the year. It was September 9th. Uh, it was 33-17 Liberty. The game was 23-17 at the half. And by the way, New Mexico State have gone nine and one straight up since that football game, right? Like they've been, they just been on a tear. Uh, and and ATS, like they've been on a tear. They're much better now than they were. Don't forget, we're talking about New Mexico State. You remember Julio? They got upset in the season opener on uh, yeah. late August uh, against UMass, UMass you know? right? Yep. UMass were a hot uh, underdog, and they won a the game outright. So, so Julio says he's pulling the trigger. I like the over the game too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take New Mexico State plus the points. I'm gonna bet the over the game. What about the uh, Pac 12 Conference Championship game of the century?
3: I'm going with Cam's uh, Washington Huskies. I, I just think 10 is too much. I have a feeling before kickoff, Husky money will come in, and we could see this. I mean, you got nine and a half on the board right there. So, uh, Washington money coming in, I think. Oregon wins the game in a close one, but give me plus 10 on Washington, and I like the first quarter over. If I can get over 13 and a half, I'm pulling the trigger, but right now I'm seeing 14 and a half in the first quarter, but I think we see another classic in Vegas. Can't wait for this football game. Great spot to have it, Las Vegas, Allegiant Stadium.
2: Both fans are going to be there. It's going to be lit. It's the last ever Pac-12 Conference Championship football game, which is unfortunate, uh, but it is what it is, and... There's a lot of awkwardness this week, guys. Think about it, Julio. The Pac-12 commissioner is the one that's going to give them the trophy after to two teams that are leaving the conference. And USC and UCLA started it, right? Right. But the Pac-12 could have survived without them. You know what I mean? Washington and the Ducks leaving next was like the, we're done. Like the. And just raided us and took USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. That was sort of like a big sort of body shot for, you know, it's going to be awkward then. Hey, congratulations. Here's the trophy. Thanks for costing me my job and blowing the conference up. <laughs> I wouldn't even give it to them. <laughs> like, like, like honestly, if I was the Pac-12, I wouldn't even show up after. I'm not even kidding. I mean, like,
3: screw give it you to both. The title sponsor?
2: No, I just I no I just leave the trophy on the side of the field. You put it in the end zone, like you know. You secret. You tell security. You have a security guard. Here's the trophy. Where's the Pac-12? <laughs> Screw you! And I'd even tell them after. I'd be a real jerk with you. By the way, you got thirty minutes to get the hell out of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Turn <laughs> off you know I mean? the lights. Yeah, no, you're not in the Pac-12. Like the second year, second game, you're not in the Pac-12 anymore. So you know what? Suck it! You got thirty minutes. Smithers, release the hounds. <laughs> but I'm taking the Washington Huskies
3: plus the points. Yeah, like and how awkward is it going to be that the Big Ten commissioner is going to give the Big Ten title that's what to Jim to Harbaugh him. Saturday night? Yeah, that's going to be well, <laughs> those. Uh, – he'll hear it too. It's going to be like Gary Bettman every time he uh, gives out the Stanley Cup trophy, and, everyone raining boots.
2: And the Big 12 commissioner said he hopes Texas get their asses kicked, right? <laughs> and he's going to have to give them the trophy on the way out. Like, there's right. a lot of stuff coming into this. Yeah. So – you like the over of the Pac-12 game as well hard not to. I mean, come on, that's going to be a
3: Yeah, it's hard not to. If you if you love the under, then you love misery. Uh it's you I could see 38-35 type of game. So yeah, give me the over, give me the first half over. Let's take everything over in this game and hope we get at least a 2-3 and 1 type of game. What about Saturday's games? What do you like on Saturday? Look, SMU ride on pony, man. The Mustangs have been playing really well. Same with Tulane. That's one of those under the radar championship games in the American. Give me SMU on the money not money line another school that's bolting to another conference take the t- trophy and run to the ACC give me SMU uh, UNLV I'm going with some dogs in the conference title game give me UNLV on the money line to beat Boise State and I'm going to dip my toes once again in the FCS playoffs some great games this weekend I like the under 57 and a half in Villanova Youngstown State under 58, Montana State against North Dakota State. Sean Chambers, quarterback for Montana State, has been sensational the last two years. I think Montana State wins, so give me the Bobcats, minus three. And uh, Montana against Delaware. I don't like the Blue Hens' chances in Big Sky Country. Under 47-and-a-half, Montana, Delaware, Gabe. This is a good time.
2: where, um, home with Joe Flacco, Delaware, the Blue Hens, but uh... – oh. This this one Montana step up the Grizzlies step up now that the FBS uh, F, uh, the playoffs are here. You know Julio, there's a game on the board here, and I know you love the D-Gen specials. I haven't capped it yet. I'm gonna have a pick tomorrow on the show, but it's on the board and we got to play it.
3: Prairie View A and M against Florida A and M. I was thinking at that, that game. Okay, I want to get in on it too. I need I need to pull up the number right here. That's the halftime show, bro. These bands kick ass. The cheerleaders and <laughs> yes, yes, bands—it's like amazing. I
2: watched last yes, week. It was do. Grambling, I think, or was the game was on NBC at the time. There was all these other games going on, and like that's the thing that I feel bad. Some of these black college games they get buried, Julio, because they're head to head. I like it. Yeah. I watch it. I want to bet on it. The CW network shows a game of the week actually. And um, like I, I tune in, and I'm like, damn, man, I, I'm watching this. Sometimes I'll sprinkle on it, but it's like you're going head to head with a Michigan game. <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the game's on Saturday at 3:30 or something. It's kind of a bitch, but I'm gonna get a piece of this one. One thing I've sort of noticed with this uh, conference is, or the, the the colleges, the the heritage schools, favorites seem to roll a lot. You know what I mean? Like the the, the fave yeah. seem like the, they seem to have the numbers right when it comes to this, but. See what you come up with. You do your copying. I'll see you on Twitter tomorrow. And see, we'll see what you come up with this game. Florida uh, A&M under and right A&M. Leaning
3: under. Is the total. 51. I'm leaning under. And it's 17 right now for the favorites. So I'd like to see if we can get that number down a little bit.
2: What do you think of uh, Louisville and uh, Florida State? We had Derek Dimes, a good guy earlier. He's the only one that agrees with me. All week, everybody talking about Louisville, 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 Louisville. And the betting market is agreeing it's all the way down to one and a half right now. It was two and a half. Now it's sitting at one and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if this game closed in a pick-em, a minus one pick type of deal.
3: Yeah, that's that's a number that uh, sparks my curiosity to take Florida State. I'll take the buyback and give me the Seminoles at a lower price at minus one and a half. What was that? Forty-seven and a half. I saw the total. I I would take over. I've been looking more in these FCS games, surprisingly, than the ACC title game. But if I can get if I I can get Florida State at minus one and a half, I'll definitely take the Seminoles, much more talented of a team, I think.
2: Uh, Julio's in Denver now, but he is a a uh, Illinois-Chicago guy. It's a little Big Ten football here, Julio. and We've been talking a lot about it, but it is fascinating. The Iowa team total, 0.5 in the first half. And in the second half, 0.5, advanced number uh, right now. The point spread is Wild. sitting at 21.5 for the game. Michigan are minus 21.5. The total is 35 in this game. The Hawkeyes 10-2 and two to the under on the season. We all know their offense struggles. We get it. Michigan's defense is elite, we get it, Uh, but without being stated, I think the game's going to get there as far as the over is concerned because I think Michigan are going to get into the 30s.
3: Yeah, it's possible. Look, it's, this is going to be, for Iowa, it's going to be all about field position. If they, if they find themselves in Iowa territory, the start to drive at like the 30, there's no way they're going to score. If they could find themselves between midfield and Michigan's mid-40s, uh, mid they could maybe get three points and get themselves that over a half a point. And that's all it takes It's one field goal for Iowa in both halves to get there. Honestly, I think Iowa gets 10. So if if I think Iowa gets 10 points, I like the over. Yeah, I agree with you with the 10.
2: I threw it out there 38-10. That was my final score prediction. Michigan wins 38-10. It might be a little less 34-10, you know what I mean? But sort of in that range, 38-13 wouldn't shock me. Yeah.
3: 37
2: I, I honestly seven.
3: See- in the fourth quarter, maybe like twenty to ten going into the fourth quarter with Iowa with some hope of a of a chance to get in, and that's when Michigan puts the dagger. You've seen it the last couple of weeks, late fourth quarter for Michigan. That's when they close it out. I, I could see it happening. They get two scores and, and end it. Thirty to ten. Let's go thirty to ten.
2: There's there's you know there's a couple of ways it could go, but I'm sort of thinking. You could make the argument that Michigan wins, they're in, they know that, and they don't want to get anybody hurt. They don't need to do anything stupid. If they're up by 17 or something, I don't think Harbaugh cares if they cover by 21 and a half. You can make that argument. But you could also say that they're also not going to be playing until January 1st again. And mm-hmm. this is Harbaugh's first game back. I wouldn't be shocked if they just unleashed hell, right, on the Big Ten, on the commissioner, on Iowa, on everybody, <laughs> and said, you know what? Let's you know we let's win this game forty eight nothing here or whatever and right into the playoffs hot it'll be uh, fascinating to see how this plays out. Julio, awesome stuff as always, bro. Thanks a lot for stepping up and taking the time to be with us.
3: I appreciate it, Gabe. As always, good luck this weekend, guys.
2: There's uh, Julio JN reports on Twitter X. Uh, great stuff tonight. Quickest hundred images in sports talk and television. We have our three minute warning on the other side. We'll give you some best bets on the way out for the Friday night football game. This is sports radio. All right, let's roll. We're into the three-minute warning on the way out here, and the football games have finally arrived. We're less than 24 hours away from the conference championship games. College football playoffs, they're starting. They're starting this weekend. They're starting tomorrow night. We had Brent Beard, shout out to all of our guests, Brent Beard, Heisman Trophy voter, was with us earlier, and he said he hasn't placed his vote yet. He's watching a game tomorrow. All right, we got Panics versus Knicks. Looking at the quarterback passing touchdown props, Uh, Bo Nix, over, under, two-and-a-half touchdown passes. Over is minus uh, 145. I got burnt last week. We were on the air during the Civil War game, Friday night, holiday edition, and I bet the over, uh, whatever, what was it? Yeah, it was that game. I bet the over, uh, two-and-a-half touchdown passes. The problem was they won the game easily. He threw for two, but he ran for two. This This is a showcase showdown special. Bob Barker, Price is Right style. May he rest in peace. In Vegas, fast track, indoors. Uh, Heisman Trophy on the line. I got to bet Bo Nix over two-and-a-half touchdown passes, but I like Michael Penix even more. Michael Penix is also two-and-a-half, but Michael Penix is two-and-a-half plus 135. Now, it should be noted, Michael Penix isn't a scrambler. Bo Nix can run it into the end zone. Michael Penix doesn't. Michael Penix throws the ball. Like, the Washington Huskies will throw the ball into the end zone and throw on the two-yard line. They don't really run the ball too much, the Huskies. They're a pass-happy team. Michael Panik's over two-and-a-half touchdown passes is a nice look at plus 135, especially, too, you know, I'm going to take the Washington Huskies plus the 10 points in this game, but and I'm also going to hammer the over. I'll be more on the over. I'm going to get in on the props of this game. I'll have some touchdown score props tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter at uh, SportsRage. I'll be on with Carver on the Pharrell Show tomorrow at uh, 325 Eastern time, and I'll actually be on the uh, Tony Bruno Sports Network uh, tune in to the Tony uh, Bruno Sports Network. I'll be on at uh, 9.30 Eastern Time, Friday morning. That's right. i got to wake up at 6.30 uh, West Coast Time. God, this guy ever heard a pre-tape before? <laughs> Come on, my boy, Pete Shepard. Uh, yeah, Pete Shepard. I used to, I was on with him all the time on ESPN Radio in uh, in Florida, but uh, he went to Tony Bruno. Uh, he's one of our buddies, so we're going on with him in the morning again.
1: Other than that, you're on your own. Later